Welcome to One Man's Opinion. This is going to be a podcast about local sports, the Utah Jazz, the local college football and basketball, and then we will also go around the sporting world with the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball. Today's first episode of One Man's Opinion, we're going to be talking about the Utah Jazz and their offseason so far. So in segment one, we're going to discuss the additions that they have made to their team through free agency and trade. In segment two, we're going to be comparing the Utah Jazz additions this offseason to some of the players that they lost from last season's roster. And in segment three, I'm going to tell you how I feel about all of that. So thank you for joining One Man's Opinion. This is Brian Preece, and we will be right back. and trade additions the Utah Jazz have made so far this offseason, beginning with Mike Conley. He is a 6'1", 175. Conley is a 12-year NBA veteran. He was drafted by the Memphis Grizzlies fourth overall in 2007, and he spent his entire career with Memphis. Pound point guard, and he comes to the Jazz with a career average of 15 points, three rebounds, and 5.7 assists per game. So to start today's podcast, we will go over the free agency. Up next will be 6'8", 220-pound forward Bojan Bogdanovic. Bogdanovic comes to the Jazz via the Indiana Pacers after being drafted by the Miami Heat in the second round of the 2011 NBA Draft. Five years in the NBA, Bogdanovic has averaged 13 points, 3.5 rebounds, and 1.5 assists per game. Up next will be power forward, 6'10", 225-pound Ed Davis. Davis was drafted in the first-round lottery by the Toronto Raptors in 2010. He has nine years of NBA experience, averaging 6.5 points, 6.8 rebounds, and just under one assist per game in his nine seasons. Followed by Jeff Green. Jeff Green is a 6'9", 235-pound forward. Green last played for the Washington Wizards this past season. He was drafted fifth overall by the Boston Celtics in 2007. In his 11-year NBA career, he's averaged 13.2 points, four and a half rebounds, and one and a half assists per game. And point guard Emmanuel Moutier has been brought in by the Jazz, a six foot five, 200-pound point guard. Last played for the New York Knicks, he was drafted seventh overall by the Denver Nuggets in 2015. In his career, he's averaged just under 12 points, three rebounds, and 4.2 assists per game. And lastly, a name Jazz fans might remember, Nigel Williams-Goss. Goss was drafted by the Jazz in the second round, 55th overall of the 2017 NBA Draft. After being drafted by the Jazz, he played for a couple of European teams, most recently playing for Olympiakos in Greece. So in the next segment, we will coach Quinn Snyder's system next to the talk about these players, compare them a little bit to the guys that they're going to be replacing from last year's Jazz roster and how I think that they will fit in with two Utah Jazz stars, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. This is Brian Priest back at you with the podcast One Man's Opinion. 
Now we're going to be discussing some of those players. I mentioned that the Jazz have signed this offseason and how they compare to the guys going out the door for the Utah Jazz. So Jazz fans obviously are going to remember point guard Ricky Rubio, who's a fan favorite for his flair on the basketball court, his leadership in the locker room and on the floor, and unfortunately also for a lot of his poor shooting. So replacing Ricky Rubio this season are going to be Mike Conley starting, and Emmanuel Moutier will be coming in as a backup point guard. Just as a heads up, most of these stats that I'm going to be giving you throughout this podcast when it comes to the NBA will be per 36 minutes stats, which means the website I'm using has averaged all the stats out to per 36 minutes. So whether a guy plays 40 minutes or he plays 20 minutes in a game, this this page will average them out to what they would get if they played 36 minutes. So it kind of gives you a frame of reference for each player without statistical anomalies. So if we're looking at Mike Conley and Emmanuel Moutier, Conley is three years older than Ricky Rubio. He'll be 31 years old when this 2019 season starts, but he comes in averaging 22.7 points compared to Ricky Rubio's 16.4 points last season over 36 minutes. And he also shoots 44% from the field compared to Ricky's 40%. And a significant improvement for Mike Conley is he shoots 36% from the three-point line compared to Ricky Rubio shooting 31%. Emmanuel Moutier while his shooting percentage from the three-point line doesn't jump off the board at you at 32%, almost 33%, his athleticism and sheer size should be a boon for the Jazz as he'll be replacing the minutes of Howell Neto and some of the Dante Exum minutes. While Dante Exum is returning for the Jazz, it's tough to count on him to be healthy this coming season. So Moutier at 6'5", 200 pounds, will be fantastic at eating some of those, eating up some of those backup point guard minutes and Mike Conley, I think, should be a significant upgrade over the shooting of Ricky Rubio because he'll be able to space the floor better. And as far as what you're looking for from your floor general, he does average one assist less per game. Rubio averages eight per game while Conley averages seven. But I I think with the shooting differences and in Quinn Snyder's system, that's going to be negligible. Uh, Moving on to the forward, the longest tenured Utah Jazz man, Derek Favors, the fold. Last year, Favors played in 76 games and averaged 18 points per 36 minutes. He also averaged just a little over two blocks and one steal per game. And those are going to be numbers that are tough to replace. But offensively, I think the Jazz have made a significant improvement here with Bojan Bogdanovic coming in. Last season, Bogdanovic shot position. So going out the door, obviously, is instrumental in what the Utah Jazz are trying to do this season as far as getting Rudy Gobert room to roll to the basket. Donovan Mitchell's going to have more room as he... Welcome back to One Man's Opinion. We've spent the last 15 minutes going over the Utah Jazz additions this offseason, some of the geeky numbers per 36 minutes. But now's the time that I really enjoy where I get to just tell you what I think about it, why I'm excited about this upcoming Utah Jazz basketball season. Last year, the Utah Jazz ranked second in the regular season in defensive rating across the NBA, allowing 105.3 points per 100 possessions. But they came in only 14th during the regular season in offensive rating, scoring 110.3 points per 100 possessions. What I expect to see happen 
is we're probably going to see a little bit of a dip defensively, especially early in the season. The, the Jazz and Quinn Snyder system have shown over the last two or three years that early in the year, they spend a lot of time finding their way defensively. And then they really start to pick things up around December, January, and become of a force as the season goes on. And I expect something similar this year, but maybe not quite as strong of a finish as we've seen the last two seasons. I would expect the Jazz to remain in the top five, more than likely defensively, per 100 possessions. But offensively, I think you're going to see a huge jump. I, I think you could see the Jazz take that 110 points per 100 possessions. And with a little bit of pace increase that we've seen in the NBA the last few seasons, I assume the pace will increase a small amount again. And then we will see the Jazz with several more offensive options every every game. If, if one shooter isn't playing well, if Donovan doesn't have a good game, he has several guys that can pick him up. If Mike Conley isn't playing well, he's got several guys who can pick him up, whereas last year the Jazz didn't have that. So I, I can see the offense efficiency really skyrocketing and, and getting into the top five, possibly even as high as two or three, which... Mm-hmm.